How are we? It is, uh, it is good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen? Amen. I'm excited to be with you. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Josh, and my folks are Phil and Tammy. And so if you're new with us today and you don't know who any of those people are, we're glad that you are here. And they are, uh, uh, I believe, in route back home. Um, many, many people have asked me, have you heard from your parents? No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't heard a word. So uh, I, I, I trust that they're doing well. And it uh, sounds like many of you have talked to them. So thanks for the updates. I appreciate that. <laughs> want to talk today um, about growth. Everybody say growth. I want to talk today about growth. And I want to I start um, by praying God's blessing over our hearts and... Um, and, and, and over our ambitions, because I believe uh, that God wants to speak a little bit different word today. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big believer uh, that life is not about you, amen? And I'm going to teach that today. And so uh, I hope that our hearts are ready to hear that the world does not revolve around you, amen? And not just liberating to hear that this morning, that you don't have that responsibility of the world revolving around you. Isn't that a good word? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you that the world revolves around you and that you are the only one that can carry that responsibility. And so, Father, we pray that this morning uh, you walk with us as you enlighten us. God, that our hearts are ready to receive a word that there's a greater narrative going on than our lives. And we want to be a part of that. In your name we pray. Amen. I want to talk today about growth because growing is something that uh, is innate. I believe it's, it's, it's God-centered in us to grow. Uh, you're a part of a church that deeply desires to grow. Amen? Amen? Amen. You got a role in that, so we need to all be on the same page with that. Uh, we desire at this church to see uh, no seats empty because people are here growing closer to Jesus. We desire to, to have a church that is expanding and, 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 and location in God's word and, and maturity. Growth is something that we desire. Here's the problem, though, with growth. I think if you, if you look at society, uh, growth says things like this. Um, your best day, your best today, your best life. The life you've always wanted. Have you ever noticed that? Like if you go to the bookstore and you go to like self-help books, it says your best day, your best life, uh, the key to the life you've always wanted. We live in a society that says growth is all about you. Everything exists for your best life. I was last night at an at a event with a bunch of people that used to be famous. <laughs> and I was struck as I walked around and, and met everybody. And they said, this person used to do this. And this celebrity used to do that. And I was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, we're not made... For ourselves, The problem is, and this is where I think things get a little confusing and a little dysfunctional. I'm just going to share my heart this moment, share some stuff that God's doing 
in my heart, and it's a little maybe different posture, but I think that we get the mission of growth all twisted up because what we begin to get conditioned to think is that growth is all about me and, and my story and my moments of fame. And, and, and this world is all about me. And things get very, very twisted. And we start to get dysfunctional as it relates to growth. And if we're not careful, we begin to grow into something that is very unhealthy. Everybody say unhealthy. unhealthy. How many of you are unhealthy in the room? I get unhealthy. Anybody here ever get unhealthy? Anybody here ever, ever start to think, it's all about me? Anybody? Yeah, yeah. yeah I know I do. I do. I wake up every day and I'm like, oh my goodness, life is going to, it's all about me today. <laughs> and I've been conditioned to think that way, but I believe that God's word has a different message for us today. I believe God's word wants to speak a deeper truth to us. If you have your Bibles, go to the book of Mark chapter 4. How many of you know it's good to be in the house of the Lord today? Say Amen. We're going to get healthy today. We're going to get healthy today. Mark chapter 4, verse 30. Jesus is going to talk about the mission of growth. Jesus is going to teach us about growth. And I think you're going to find that it's going to be a little bit different than what we might be subject to in society. Mark chapter 4, verse 30. Jesus says this again, he said. What shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable should we use to describe it? Jesus says, I want to do something. I want to, I want to explain the kingdom of God. And I'm going to do it in a parable. A parable is simply this. It's a human story that Jesus will use to explain a heavenly reality. Jesus says, I'm going to take a human story, and I'm going to teach you a heavenly reality. That's what a parable is. It's a human story in which Jesus will use to explain a heavenly reality. So Jesus says, what story can I use to explain the kingdom of God? What is this kingdom of God? What is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is this. It's the the person and the power in the presence, it's, it's the perfect will of God on earth. That's what the kingdom of God is. And so Jesus says, what, what story, what human story can I use to explain what it's like when the perfect power of God collides with this earth? How can I get you to understand what it looks like and what it feels like when the perfect power and presence and person of God collides with this earth? How can I explain that to you in a human story, Jesus says? Well, I think first we've got to understand fully what the kingdom of God is. Is the kingdom of God is the rule and reign of God. Yet God's word says this in Psalms 103, 19. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. So God's word says that the kingdom of God is one of authority, of lordship, of reign, of power. 
So God's word says that, that my kingdom is one of power and authority, but we've got to understand when God uses words like power and authority, what's behind that? Because we all have got a mental picture of power and authority, don't we? But what's God's uh, expression of that? What's God's understanding of that? God's word says in Matthew chapter 20, verse 25, Jesus called his disciples together and he said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be a what? A servant. Everybody say it. A what? A slave. Servant. And whoever wants to be first must be a slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. So the kingdom of God is one of authority, but authority is found in what? Servanthood. So Jesus says this, how can I find a story to explain to you how the kingdom of God is one of servant authority? How can I explain this to you in a story? Because you've got to understand authority and kingdom. I've got to teach you this, Jesus says. Okay, go back to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, verse 31. Jesus says, okay, I'm going to tell you a parable, a human story with a, with, 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 with a heavenly reality. I'm going to talk to you about the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is, is such of authority and power. But authority and power expresses itself through servanthood. So let's get into the story. Everybody ready for the story? She had to do a little setup. <laughs> Lest you think that God's kingdom is all about you and your power. God's word says this in Mark verse, or chapter 4, verse 31. It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants. With such big branches that birds can perch in its shade. So the kingdom of God... I'm gonna, here's the story, and Jesus says this. Here's the first thing. He says it's the smallest on earth. Everybody say smallest. smallest. And here's what I love. Here's what I love about Jesus. Jesus says, okay, the kingdom of God is my authority in your life. The kingdom of God is my person and my power and my presence in your life. That's what the kingdom of God is. But here's what he says. The kingdom of God is the smallest thing in your life. And you're like, nah, man. No, 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 I'm in school of ministry. <laughs> no, I, I come to church. When that offering plate comes around, I give, I, I give some money. The kingdom of God, God's rule and reign in my life is not, no, no, God's not small in my life. And Jesus goes, bless your heart. Like if Jesus was Southern, can't you just see him? Bless your heart. You really do think that I'm the biggest thing in your life, don't you? See, because we're part of a culture that says I can't honestly be honest. Like if I was to look at my thought life, if I was to look at my time, if I was to look at my resources, if I was to look at my behaviors, would the rule of God, would the kingdom of God, would the person, power, and presence, and authority of Jesus, would it be the biggest thing in my life? And this is what I love about Jesus. Jesus goes, okay, here's the deal. I love you so much 
I love you so much that, that we're going to be honest with each other. Isn't that cool? Isn't that the beauty of, of love? Isn't it vulnerability and honesty? And Jesus says, okay, here's the deal. The kingdom of God, my person, power, and presence, my reign and authority in your life, it's, it's really small. It's really, really small. But do you know what I love? Do you know what I love about, about God? God has made us innately to grow. Like, like God has built us in such a way that no matter if you're type A or not, you, you desire to evolve. For example, um, my son, um, we've started riding bikes now. This is kind of a big deal. And, and he's, he's on two wheels now, and he thinks he's a, a little rock star on his bike. And so he, he jumps off curbs. Which the first time he did it, you know, you're, you're kind of like, oh, dude. And, and he did it, and you're like, oh, okay. So now he jumps off curbs. So, so I'm proud of him. I'm like, way to go, Cruz. That's so cool. Like, you can jump curbs, and that's awesome. And so uh, a couple weeks ago, Kim was away, and I had the boys, and we went up to his school, and Cruz jumped on his bike and took off riding. I was getting Crosby outfitted with his helmet and such. And I hear Cruz out of my ear say, well, it's only three steps. I think I can jump it. And he's five. All right, he's not, this is not like a seasoned athlete. He's five years old. He's been riding on two wheels for a minute. And, he, and, and I hear it out of my ear. I, it's only three stairs. I can, and I have no idea how big, small these stairs are. And I, I lean over and I go, cruise. And I turn around to go check. He's like, one, two, three, here we go. And he goes down the stairs and he just goes down the stairs. And the first thought that hit me was we are made to evolve. I didn't teach him to do that. I didn't ask him to do that. He just saw that he could take something small and God put in him a desire to take something bigger. So like any dad, I went over and I was like, do it again. I got to film you. And I'd like you to see it now. <laughs> you see that, Dad? I did see it. Watch where you're going. Is that sucks? Is it what? So he, I, he was going for, is that sick? And uh, he said, is, was that sucks? And I was like, we'll work on that. Sick, son. It's not sucks. Um, as I as I as I as I watched him ride away, um, the spirit of God pressed on my heart this whisper that said, "I've made you to grow. I've made you to evolve. The smallest thing in your life was was given to you to mature." And I want to say just today, guys, that. Pretending, for all of us, pretending like the person, power, and presence, and authority of God in our life is big will never get us where we want to get to. But humbly coming to God and saying, God, like my faith and my trust and my courage and your authority in my life, I'm going to be honest with you, God, it's small. God, I wrestle with my ambition and my desires and my self-centeredness and the things that I want. God, there's tension there. It's small. Jesus goes, that's okay. I've planted something in you. Because look what it says. It says it's the smallest thing on earth. But then what does it say? It's like a mustard seed. It's the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when planted, everybody say planted. I love this. Jesus says, but when it's planted in you, 
when it's planted in you. And I thought about plant. I said, what is, what is something that's planted? What does it need to survive and thrive? And it's, it's sun and water, which are these beautiful biblical metaphors for, for the leading of the Holy Spirit of God and, and the love of Jesus in our lives. And, and Jesus comes and he says, my authority and my power in your life, it's small, but when you plant it and when you allow the Holy Spirit of God to lead you and when you allow the love of Jesus to overcome you, then all of a sudden the, the Spirit of God gets planted in you. And this is, this is what Jesus is trying to do in our life. He said, I just want an authentic relationship with you where we start and we go, my authority is small in your life and that's okay, let's just start there. But then let's plant my authority in your life. Let's plant it in your life. And let's begin to water it with the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. And then, and then let's begin to plant it with, 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 with the love of Jesus Christ in our lives. And let's watch as things begin to evolve. God's word says in John 6, 30, uh, 6, 63, the spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I've spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. Jesus says, let me speak words to you and let me build you up and let's take that seed and let's plant it and let's begin to birth something great in your life. This is the work that Jesus wants to do in your life. Jesus is trying to build something in you. This is what he's trying to do. Now, this is when it gets really, really, really good. Everybody ready for the really good part? Because we've all just been kind of, you're like, yes, for the love of God, get good. Um, (laughs) So Jesus says, okay, how, how can I tell you a human story with the heaven reality? Here's what I want you to know. I want my kingdom to crash into your life. And in order for that to happen, we've got we've to be honest and say that it's small, and then we've got to plant it. Now, I want you to see what the kingdom of God looks like when it's expressed in your life. See, because if we're not careful... We think the kingdom of God expressed in our life is all about us. Now watch. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants. With such big branches, the birds can perch in its shade. This is what I love about God's word. God's word says, okay, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to plant my kingdom on earth in your life. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna plant it and it's going to evolve into something so big that something births inside of you and becomes the greatest thing. And when it finally evolves into something great, it is all for other people. Listen to what it says. It says, when planting it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants so that you're freaking amazing. So that your wildest dreams come true. So that you get promoted and you get healthy and you live long and wrinkles go away. And, you, and, and all these, no, it's not all about that. The kingdom of God with such big branches, it's a metaphor, it's a story that birds can perch in its shades. First thing, birds can perch. The word perch in the Greek means this, to encamp or to dwell or to nest. It means that people... 
as they're navigating through life, people in this story are birds, okay? As people are navigating through life and they get tired and they get discouraged and they get exhausted and they need a place to encamp or dwell or nest, they look around and they see not you, but they see the kingdom of God growing in you. And they say, there's a place of rest. I can nest in the kingdom of God that is growing in that person. I can take refuge in the kingdom of God that is growing in that person. Jesus says, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get the kingdom of God to grow up in you so beautifully that when other people are exhausted and beat up and discouraged, they can find rest in you. That's the kingdom of God. Is that a good word? Isn't that a good word? That's the kingdom of God. This is what God's trying to do. God's like, I love you so much that I don't care just about you. And this is what kills me because we live in a society that is so self-indulgent, it just makes you want to throw up. Now, please don't mishear me. I love, I love indulgence. I love shopping often. I do. I love putting an outfit together like this. I love it. I'm all for it. Don't mishear me. Those things are fun. I love fun. Anybody here like some fun? Yeah. Listen, we have a client that I work with in my technology company, and, and they had a big uh, vision strategy uh, weekend at, at um, where do we stay? It's the St. Regis. Anybody ever stay at the St. Regis there in Dana Point? Oh, my. I had fun. I mean, I was walking down the hallway, and the wait staff would see you coming, and they were like, excuse me, sir, and they'd duck while you walk by, and I'm like, Eddie's, and you just, you know. <laughs> you know, it was free bellhop. I'll shine your shoes for you, free food. I had fun. <laughs> Jesus says, I want you to have fun. I made this for you to have fun. But what the kingdom of God is, the kingdom of God is not about fun. It's about fulfillment. God says, I don't want to just you just have fun. I want you to be fulfilled in life. Fun is fleeting. Fulfillment is lasting. And the kingdom of God is all about fulfillment. God is so much more interested in you being fulfilled and purpose and reason than this worldly fun. Now, there's space for both, but the kingdom of God is all about birthing up something beautiful. And men and women, we live in a world, we always will, of brokenness and hurt and isolation and loneliness. And people need the kingdom of God growing in you. They need the kingdom of God growing in you. I'll tell you a story. I, um, a year ago, three weeks ago, a year ago, three weeks ago, I started my second uh, technology company. And, and God was so good to us this year. I just... Uh, it just took off, and I spent most of the year traveling, meeting amazing people, uh, starting amazing things, and I look back at that year, and I just thought, wow, God, you, were, you just did so much in and through me. Well, towards the end of the year, I, I got connected with a large group uh, that, that, that wanted to launch some properties, and uh, digital properties, and um, the CEO of the group uh, was a Christian, and, and so we began to talk, and 
and about this idea, and we began to put it together, and, and we did all the mock-ups and user flows, and uh, we put together all the contracts, and, and everything, and then and he's like, man, I just, God is doing something so special, can we just pray over this, and so we begin to pray over it, and we just, man, I was like, this is awesome, this is so cool when things like this, and we pray over it, bro. Well, we send everything over, and well, next thing you know, I don't hear from him. Has that ever happened to anybody? Yeah, I was like, hey, man, what's up? I, I haven't heard from you. Nothing. Now, you got to remember, like, we've been talking, texting, also, like, you know, uh, you know, business dating, anybody? You know, <laughs> hey, love, how are you? Good morning. You know, just trying to work the deal. And all of a sudden, he's just gone. So I text him, hey, man, how are you? Just checking on you. I haven't heard from you. Nothing. Email him, hey, man, change your number. <laughs> anybody ever do <laughs> feel like you're avoiding me. And, and I'm, you know, we start kind of, and next day, I never heard from him, ever. And, uh, you know, like, like, like anybody, I, I, I just, I dealt with it to say, you know, I just got bitter and angry and, and, and just, you know, just decided, well, if he goes on to glory, great, good for him. Uh, you know, I just didn't really care anymore. You, that's what you do, right? When you get hurt, you just, you just wall up. You start thinking really nasty thoughts until you just don't ever think about somebody again. Anybody? Isn't that just a great way to get through life? Um, <laughs> And so I did. I was just like, what a loser, and started thinking bad thoughts, and I hope their company fails, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Keep following him on Instagram just to see if he went with someone else. That was the only reason. You know how it is. And uh, one morning, uh, I'm on a plane flying, and, uh, and the Spirit of God uh, starts weighing on my heart. And um, the Spirit says, Josh, I want you to, I want you to text Keith again and, and tell him you're praying for him and you love him. And I said, well, Lord, that, that'd be a lie. And uh, <laughs> two wrongs don't make a right. Um, so I'd hate to do that and sin against you. And, uh, and the Lord said, I'm aware of that in, in, in the Lord's way of us talking. And he said, uh, I, want you to, I want you to pray for him and I want you to love on him. And um, man, I'm, I'm a lot of things, but... Uh, one thing that I've thoroughly enjoyed in my life is being uh, submitted to the Spirit of God. And uh, I'm, I'm a, I, I may out-sin all of you. Um, I, I have a lot of issues in my own life. Um, but man, when that, when that Spirit just says something, you're like, what are you going to do? Are you going to argue with God? How well is that going to pencil out, right? <laughs> it's funny that we do that, right? We're like, like God says something, no, God. You're like, how do you think that's going to work? I mean told that ocean where to stop and, uh, you know, spinning solar systems might, might be worth just going with it. Um, just a thought, just a thought. And so I did, I, I texted him and I said, Hey Keith, um, it's been a while. Um, I said, man, I'd be honest with you. The, the Lord just, the Lord just put you on my heart and man, I just wanted to let you know, I love you and I'm praying for you and, and I hope all's well. And immediately, you know those little bubbles like start popping up when you're tagged. Like I hit send and I'm like looking all of a sudden the bubbles pop up and I'm like, oh my gosh. We got... You know? We got a live one. We got them back. And he uh, just said, man, I, um, I'm so sorry. I need to ask your forgiveness. I've wronged you. And then he went in to tell me about some really tough things that happened uh, for their company. And uh, how he was embarrassed to, to share. And uh, he was flying 
and he was tired and he needed the kingdom of God to rest in. He needed to look around and say, where's the kingdom of God? And see, people don't need to look around and see you because you're just as broken as they are, amen? Come on, right? It's like, you're not gonna be anything for anybody. Don't trip, all right? (laughs) But the kingdom of God in you, the kingdom of God in you, People are looking around and they're going, where's the kingdom of God? Where's the presence of God? Where's the hope of God? Where's the promise of Jesus? That's what I'm looking for. And Jesus stops and he goes, how can I explain to you a heaven reality and an earthly story? How can I explain to you what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to take my authority, although it's small in your life, and I'm trying to build it up so that people can nest in you or in the Spirit of God in you. It says that the birds can perch, and then it says this, that they can, it's not just that they can rest, but it says that they can rest in the, in the shadow or the shade of God. Now, it's, it's a pretty neat thing that Jesus is doing here, and, and, and if you study this out, you'll see this. But, but Jesus is, is, is speaking uh, to, to uh, the followers and the listeners about the kingdom of God. And, but he's referencing, he's referencing a prophecy found in Ezekiel, which is really cool. It's, it's actually 590 or just about 600 years before Jesus himself came on earth. The prophet Ezekiel said that God would not restore Israel because of their leadership, but, but someday God would. And the prophet Ezekiel, 600 years before Jesus, tells a story. If you have your Bibles, you can go to Ezekiel 17, because this is what Jesus is referencing. And I want to unpack it, because I think it's just fascinating. Everybody say fascinating. fascinating. What a fun word to say, that's all. Okay. <laughs> Ezekiel 17, God's word says this, verse 22. Ezekiel 17, verse 22. This is what the sovereign Lord, the God of heaven, this is what the sovereign Lord says, I myself, you got to watch what happens here, I myself will take a shoot from the very top of the cedar and plant it. Now, 600 years before Jesus, the prophet Ezekiel is is speaking on behalf of God, and God says, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a shoot from the very top. I'm going to take a piece of heaven And I'm going to plant it on earth. That's Jesus. I'm going to take a shoot of the cedar, an offspring of the cedar, and I'm going to, from from the top, from heaven, and I'm going to plant it on earth. The prophet Ezekiel is, is speaking of the Messiah and what's about to happen. He says, I'm going to take a shoot from the very top of the cedar and plant it. And then he says this, watch this. And then I'll break off a tender spring from its topmost shoots and plant it on high and lofty mountains. On the mountain heights of Israel, I'll plant it. It will produce branches and bear fruit and become splendid cedar. This is now God talking about you and I. God's word says that that God's going to take a shoot from the top and plant it. That's Jesus. And then he's going to take shoots from that and plant that. That's you and I. Watch. Birds of every kind will nest in it. They will find shelter in the shade of its branches, and all the trees of the forest will know that I, the Lord, bring down the tall tree and make the low tree grow tall. I'll dry the green tree and make the dry tree flourish. I, the Lord, have spoken. I will do 
it. And this is what I love. Jesus is, is fulfilling the mystery and he's explaining how the kingdom of God works. 600 years before Jesus ever came, God goes, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a shoot from heaven and I'm going to plant it on earth. That's Jesus. And then I'm going to take shoots from that and I'm going to plant all those shoots all over the place. And as I begin to do that, birds of the, uh, the air will rest in them. This is my plan. God's plan to fulfill the kingdom of God on earth is you. It's been this way hundreds of years before Jesus ever came, this story was told. And Jesus confirming it through prophecy and through story. And this is where I think we get things so twisted. Jesus sits down and he goes, okay, somehow, somehow I've got to get you to understand the kingdom of God. We've been trying to get this across for you the Trinity, we've been working, this the Trinity, you know, Jesus, like the trust, us guys, we've been trying to get this to you in your head. It is all about other people. And Jesus says, I want to plant something in you that grows so beautiful and so wonderful that those who need rest can find you. Because it's all about me. But we are so human, aren't we? Is anybody else here just ridiculously human? I'll tell you a story about how human I am. I, um, we started doing work with this group. And, uh, and part of what we do is we sell technology and we sell services. And then, we, then I sell myself. I, you know, I, I, I sell myself for some consulting. And... We got ready to do this deal with this, with this large group. And I knew a friend, one of my friends, uh, does consulting with that group. And he told me, he said, hey, man, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm working a consulting deal with this group. And, uh, man, I, I went for the fences. I mean, I hit them with big, big numbers for consulting. And, I, you know, first I'm like, well, I mean, good for you. That's right on. And so then we get ready to do this deal. And they say, um, hey, um, your friend actually is going to be doing the consulting. And I was like, wait a minute, like. He doesn't know anything about what we, you know, what we do. He's going to consult on my stuff? He just gouged, he gouged you for my stuff? And I started getting human. Anybody ever get human? And so I wrote an email back and I said, hey, no problem. Best of luck to you guys. We'll turn it on. Go get them. Now, this probably wouldn't be a problem except for this is a large Christian ministry that Jesus is using to change people's lives. And, and, and I'm like, well, too bad. You know, they don't want to pay for me. They're not going to get me. Anybody ever do that? And I started, I started being human. I was like, good luck, bro. Give me a call when it fails. You've got my retainer on file. And the Lord just whispered to me, Gross. Does the Lord ever just whisper to you, that's gross? Does the Lord ever just whisper in your spirit, that's gross? That's not me. That's not the kingdom growing in you. That's your selfishness growing in you. And I don't know about you, but sometimes in, in, in my garden, there's a couple trees growing. Anybody? 
Like I got the kingdom of God going and then I've got the kingdom of Josh going and, and they're competing. And that bird flies by and I say, there's a tree over here you can pay to sit in. <laughs> it's a nice tree. There's shade and ideas and fun right over here. Or you can sit in this one. But it's, it's, and I start going through that and God just says to me, man, come won't you let me be God in your life? Can't I have control of you? Can't I choose what you do and what you don't do? Can't I be Lord? Can't the kingdom be number one in your life? And I was like, man. So I texted these people because that's how I get, you know, relation, you know, we text these days. So I text them like, hey, I sent an email about that. I, I'm stupid. I'm sorry. If you need me for anything ever, you just ask. And I'm here to serve you. And it was like, God just whispered to me, if you'll just let me be God, I will bless you. I will use you. I will take you on journeys you could have never gone on without me. But if you try to make your story you will only gain as much as you can do. And even if you can do a lot, and some of us here, some of us just naturally can do a lot, it will always, always pale in comparison to what God can do. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm preaching a message that God is working out in me. Amen? I mean, that's kind of, to me, that's the job of the preacher. Sometimes we get up here and say, well, I have it all together. I'd, I'd now like to teach it to you. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a mess. He's working this stuff out. I mean, I am, I'm a mess, but I'm, I'm reading it. And I just want you to know this today, that there is a beautiful, beautiful tree that is trying to get birthed in you. And it's small. It's small. But when, when the Spirit of God begins to lead you and the love of Jesus begins to take you over, it begins to grow And there will be stories of men and women that have found rest in you and that have found healing in you and that have found God's vision in their life through through your life. And so much more than fun, it will be fulfilling. And I wonder in our own lives, if we looked at our body of work, because you know, that's, that's a story, right? Like we're writing our story. It's kind of what we're doing right now. And I wonder if in our body of work, it'll be pages riddled with, with fun, discouragement, fun, discouragement. I wonder how many pages will be, will be written with fulfillment. That was fulfilling. That was lasting. That changed other people's lives. Because that'll be the difference between your kingdom growing in you and the kingdom of God growing in you. Amen. So I love this. I love what Jesus did here. He says, well, how can I tell you a story to get you to understand what we've been trying to do for all these years? From the prophet Ezekiel, 600 years before Jesus, to now, gosh, what, 2,000 years after? We're trying to figure this thing out as people, aren't we? And I just want you to know that God, God has an amazing story for you. And maybe it won't be 
titled Your Best Today. Maybe it won't be entitled Your Best Life. Maybe it won't be titled It's All About You. Maybe it'll be entitled Somebody Else's Best Day. Somebody Else's Best Life. And you'll experience the true fulfillment of that. Isn't that a good word? Anybody else need to hear that today? I needed to hear that today. Amen? Amen. Why don't you stand with me as the band comes and why don't we just pray for our hearts? I think, I think sometimes we, we hear a word and, and, man, we just need to pray. So why don't we just pray together? And I got done four minutes early. I'm sure Phil always goes long. Does Phil go long? He's got all that knowledge in his head. I'm just going to pump you up and get out of here. All right. Can I pray for you today? Can I pray for your heart? I don't know if, I don't know if you're like me, but um, I am, I am a, I'm, a, I'm a very bold loud, opinionated, fragile man. Anybody? Uh, I think we're probably a lot more fragile than we ever want to perceive others, allow others to see that we are. I think that in this room, there's a lot of dreams and desires and hopes and wants and whether that's in your marriages, you know, maybe maybe in your marriages you deeply desire companionship and and depth, or maybe in your professional lives, you, you wonder, what would, what would it be like just to get here? Maybe your kids, maybe, maybe you desire that. Maybe it's your own self-image that when you look in the mirror and you look at your life and you go, it's not very pretty. What, 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 if, what if Jesus says when you look at your life, when you look in the mirror, I want you to see the kingdom of God. I want you to see a tree. I don't want you to see an occupation. I don't want you to see a tax bracket. I don't want you to see your own facial features. I don't want you to see your body composition. I don't want you to see the brokenness of your life. I want you to see a tree that is planted in you, that is growing up in you. I want you to see others who could maybe find refuge in the work that God is doing in your life. Would you mind if I prayed for your eyes? Would you mind if I prayed for your mind? Because I'd like to pray for mine. You know, I I have to pray for mine every day. Because sometimes I get in the mirror and I'm like, dude, you're, you're chunky, short. You've great hair, that's true, but that's it, man. It's like the only thing you have going for you, you know? A little funny in hair, and that's it. And sometimes I look at the natural when God wants me to see a greater story, a greater narrative. Sometimes God wants me to see others. He wants me to see a bigger story than mine. And I just want you to know that the kingdom of God says that, that there's a more fulfilling story than the things that this kingdom of this world tells us to look at. Amen. This world says, are you pretty? Are you wealthy? Does everybody like you? And then we evaluate our value on that. The kingdom of God goes, are birds resting you? Are people finding hope in you? Do people see Jesus in you? Do people see stability in you? And we go, man, I'm just trying to not feel stupid. And God goes, then come to me. Find rest in me. Let me birth something beautiful in you. 
Come on, don't you think we need to hear that today? Don't you think we need to be reminded of the real story going on? There's a, there's a real story. And it's a fulfilling, beautiful one. Let me pray for us. Oh, God. I sense we all needed to hear this today. I know I did. Lord, thank you for, thank you for preaching to me today. I'm so, what a gift that I could get up here and you would speak to me. You'd minister to me. God, I need to be, I need to be purged every day. I need to be redeemed, made new, bought back every day. God, I need to, I need to function like the cross is real. Like it really is meant to redeem and restore and buy me back. Father, in the name of Jesus right now, I pray for eyes and minds and hearts in this room. And Father, I pray that they can see a picture of the kingdom of God growing in them. I pray that they can see that you're trying to build something so strong in them that others can rest and find strength and hope in them. God, I hope that they can see that there is a a more beautiful story than that of earthly acquisition and earthly positioning. God, that is such a fleeting story. That's when we pursue that story, we end up telling people, I used to do something. I used to be somebody. Instead of saying, here's what the kingdom of God is doing in me. God, I pray that the kingdom of God would do great things in our lives. We love you so very much. May the kingdom of God come in our lives even now. In your name we pray. Amen.